morning crypto. Good morning, warriors, and happy 4th of July. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mr. Johnny Crypto, Gonzo, the Crypto Goliath, and Mario, the Node Defender. So very excited for this episode, and thank you for making time for us today. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how the Fed's battle against inflation is coming to a close, as renowned hedge fund manager Jim Cramer says the central bank's plan is to wipe out crypto. USDC is taking the lead on stablecoin transparency as Circle reveals their reserves, showing its assets are fully backed by U.S. assets. Columbia is taking full advantage of the XRPL after integrating a digitalized land registry system, while the UAE is now using Ripple for cross-border payments, becoming the first Middle Eastern bank to use XRP for its use case. Uber is adding Sheeb and Dogecoin for instant payments, and New Hampshire is paving the way for crypto adoption, opening their borders for blockchain innovation, stating this digital revolution, well, it only comes once in a lifetime. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Mario, I know you're at the top of the screen, but Johnny Crypto sent me a video with some fireworks, so I got to get an update from him. Johnny Crypto, how much did you spend on all those fireworks last night? And thank you for making time for us today, man. Probably a little too much XRP, but yeah, but it was well worth it. Everybody enjoyed the show. First of all, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there today. And happy 4th of July to all of you out there, as well as to my brothers here, Mario, Abs, and, and the Diamond Hands King himself, Gonzo the Goliath. Hopefully you guys all had a great uh, weekend, and it's still going today. So, guys, be safe. Don't drink too much, and enjoy the fireworks. Awesome. Hope everyone has an amazing weekend out there. We're going to kick it to the No Defender next. Mario, how crazy is it that this Friday, it's going to be our 100th episode. I felt like I should drop that little tidbit in there. Thank you for making time for us today, and, and how are you feeling, Mario? I'm feeling amazing, man. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. 100 episodes. It feels like we started yesterday. It's times. This year has gone so fast. I just want to say that. July already. This year is going super fast. And it's 11-11 right now. And we have 111 listeners. Holy crap. <laughs> Sorry, I just looked at the time. They Mind blown. What the heck? Oh, but uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you. It's been a thank you to everyone that's been tuning in. It's been a really good journey these last few months. It's been amazing. Happy 4th of July to those that celebrated in, over in the US. Happy 4th of July to my brothers here on the stream. And uh, yeah, let's talk some crypto today. Thank you, Mario. It's always great to have you on. We're going to kick it to the Goliath next. Uh, Gonzo, I got to put you on the spot. Every time we have you on, got to flash the diamond hands gear. How are you feeling this morning? And thank you for making time for us today. I'm good. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy 4th of July. Uh, you know, I'm doing real good. I um, I actually had to drive to uh, Southern California to my stepdaughter to college. So that's where Shelly is right now. And I drove back yesterday. And I actually got a lot of time to do uh, like research while, while I was there. And now on the drive, just listening to different things. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good weekend. That's so crazy, dude. Like a hundred episodes, uh, time is totally like flown by. I, I went back the other day to look at some of the old episodes just to see if I've gotten better and, you know, cutting out the ums and all that. And I feel like we've come such a long way. Um, and so, you know, thank you so much for, to everyone that, that tunes in, um, I, you know, Susie, Delete, uh, Node, um, uh, Node Army, like all you guys, dude, I'm forgetting people because I'm on the spot, but. Uh, we appreciate you guys. You know, hopefully we're going to, uh, you know, 
You guys keep tuning in. We're going to bring you as much content, as much value as we can, but we love you and uh, thank you. 100%. And Gonzo, we're just getting started, man. I got 10 years of runway ahead of me. And I'm going to be doing it right here on this channel with these people. So I'm very excited. We're going to hop into this thing the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to our entire team. Gonzo's live on Monday. Me and Johnny are live on Thursday. Amazing content there. Go and smash that follow button. Bitcoin fear and greed index is still sitting in extreme fear this morning. We are at a 14. Johnny Crypto, I don't think there's too much to address. So we're going to hop right past that and get into the total coin market cap this morning, which is $885 billion. Bitcoin is at 42% dominance. Ethereum is 15%. Bitcoin is still below $20,000 this morning. We are at 19800 And there's been some crazy price action these past 72 hours. We'll dive into that later in the episode. Ethereum is at 1100 Cardano, 46 cents. XRP is 32 cents. And there's been tons of development in the Middle East, in Colombia. We're going to dive into that later in the episode. Avalanche, $17. Kronos, $0.11. Cents. Stellar, $0.10. Cents. And we'll scroll down to Hedera Hashgraph, way down here at $0.06 cents this morning. Mario, I'd love to start with you. The Node Defender, it's been some crazy times, and there's so much uncertainty in the market. But I think this is a great time to double down on your education and learn about these projects. What's on your mind this morning, Mario? Yeah, I agree with you, Abs. I mean, there's a, a couple of cryptos that I'm accumulating um, almost on a weekly basis, you know, small amounts, nothing crazy, but, um, being down this much from, from all time highs, it, it just makes sense. Can we go lower? Absolutely. We talk about that all the time. We can absolutely go lower. We just, we're not going to be able to time the bottom just to, just like we're not going to be able to time the top. All we can do is just be aware of macroeconomic, um, our macroeconomic environment and realize that there is potential for more downside because of everything that's happening. But dollar cost averaging, you can't go wrong. We know the potential that this, the, the, this space has. We are still so early that over a 10-year span, these prices are, we're going to look back and we're going to be like, wow, I, I should have, you know, we always say that, should have, would have, you know? So 100%. Um, just keep dollar cost averaging in. That's the best you could do. Gonzo, when we look at the markets today, it's not a crypto problem. It's a macroeconomic issue. The dollar has been increasing in value for the last 18 months. And it seems like we're either going to peak out or break through to all-time highs. We're going to dive into an, uh, a dollar analysis later in this episode. What we're showing on the screen is the collapse of the S&P. All of these tech companies, some of them down 80% on the year. These things are holding up worse than cryptocurrencies. What does this say to you about the macroeconomic situation we're going through right now? Yeah. So basically what we saw was, is um, as they turned on the printing machines and printed us into oblivion, you had all that liquidity that th this isn't like unique to crypto, right? It's unique to the markets, right? And so basically you had all that money that flew in to like risky assets, which crypto we know is, is, a, is a risky asset, right? And so what's happening now is you got the Fed that is raising rates because they were asleep at the wheel. And so now there, it's an attempt to try to pull all that liquidity uh, out of the market, right? Um, and so it, it's not unique to us. Like uh, I talked about this before about um, crypto or Bitcoin specifically being correlated with like the NASDAQ, right? Or the stock market. Um, and out of one, it's, I think the correlation is 0.82. So, you know, as the NASDAQ goes, as the NASDAQ 100 goes, we're gonna go, right? But um, I, I think this is my opinion, that when we look back um, to 2022, people are going to look talk to us like we talked to people that got into Bitcoin in 2013, right? People are going to talk about this this next the rest of this year 
when they talk about a generational bottom, whether you're investing in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or some of the other alts, um, I think people are going to talk to us and say, man, I can't believe you were in crypto in 2022 and you got to invest at those prices. Uh, and, and that's just my opinion. I think that's where we're going. 100% Gonzo. And we got 105 live listeners out there who are making time for us on this 4th of July. I guarantee there is some generational wealth shifters out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny Crypto, I got to hear from you here. Gonzo brought up something really important, which is the last 93 trading days, 78 of them have been correlated between Bitcoin and the S&P 500. When Bitcoin goes up, the S&P goes up. When Bitcoin goes down, the S&P goes down. And people always talk about these assets being a hedge against one another. That's clearly not the case. What catches your attention, Johnny? Yeah, for for, all, for me right now, it's the USD. The US dollar is pumping so high. Um, and so you're going to see that crash. I think they're going to pump it up and then that's going to pull back and crash soon. And when it does, that money's going to flood back into crypto for crypto and the stock market. And we'll see a short pump rally, I think, from, again, I got no crystal ball. I don't, and I don't know shit, but I, my gut is I think we'll see a pump from July to maybe September, right? Which Mitha ends and then October is going to be bloody as hell. So that's my my two cents there. But I went on a shopping spree this weekend, Abs. It was beautiful in my in my Roth IRA uh, trust, my iTrust. So I bought a shit ton of stuff. Um, I got I got some Bitcoin. I got some Ethereum, some Chainlink, Uniswap, Matic, Algo, Gonzo. Uh, not Gonzo, Cardano. I just really, really, yeah, it was a big. If I could buy Gonzo, I'd buy him. But I, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah. I would definitely buy Gonzo for 20 grand. I'll tell you. Yeah, Dude, I'm yeah, too yeah. expensive, bro. You're going to have to get I didn't, I didn't so buy expensive. a full Bitcoin. What I, what I recommend, what I did was, you know, I had a chunk of money that came in from, uh, from a, a rolling IRA. I did a rollover. So I took about 40 to 50% of that and I started buying a bunch of stuff right now because when I looked at my intro when I bought, you know, a year ago versus today, everything's down like 80, 90%. It was a great time to double down in, in, in dollar cost average in. So I did that, but I still left 50% on the side because I think after October, it's going to be bloody ugly. And that's when I'm going to go and put maybe the rest of that in between October and the beginning of 2023 or Maybe late twenty three because I think I think the next one comes in twenty four and I want to have money set aside for that time and I could be wrong this could be the bottom and I miss it but it's okay I don't mind but I'm not going to put all you can't put all your funds in right now you have to wait to see what happens and yes my, and Dillop actually commented he says I think that all the problems will happen after the U S midterm yes. election so it will probably right. be in November I can I actually very much agree with this Kevin O'Leary has been saying the same thing but Johnny Crypto I do want to stick with you here for just one second. Because there's only 2 million Bitcoin left to be mined out there. And we know that the next halving is going to take, I think it's going to take place someplace around mid-2024. And that's always a catalyst for a bull run. So we only yep. got 2 million Bitcoin left to be mined. What does that say to you, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, it's telling me right there that at the, at the end of the day, first of all, we know that the elites manipulate and play on the halvings. So whenever a halving comes, they get ready to get in the market. and play. <laughs> There you go. Thanks, Mario. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to, they're going to just, I mean, it works. They make a shit ton of money. They take money in and out of this market all the time using us as the liquidity, except this time we're smartened up. We know better. So when this next run comes in 2024, I'm going to be dumping. I'm not holding on with this theory of, oh, this thing's going to go to a hundred million dollars. No, 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 no. I'm taking 40, 50, 60, 70% out because it's going to pull back and then, and then we'll buy back in later. But to me, 2 million left. Once those two million are gone, that's it. Then you can't ever make any more. So it's deflationary by nature. Now, what's going to be an interesting thing to watch is the battle at that point. 21 million, 
And do we see all the institutions? Because by then we might have regulation, grayscale, fidelity, buying up Bitcoin, putting it in ETFs, putting it in all our 401ks. That 21 million, in my opinion, is going to go pretty quick, Ab. And I think we said it on the show. I think Kathy Wood said 1% or 2% is all you need to drive Bitcoin. I know you know the numbers. 2.5%. 2.5% to drive Bitcoin to what? Over 100K? 7,000. No, no, no. Seven figures. Over a million. I mean, that's cra- I mean, I don't know if I even believe that because it sounds so crazy. There it's isn't even bias. 21 million, Johnny. Johnny, there won't even be 21 million because you have right. the ones that were that were made and then that are locked up. There's a million in Satoshi's wallet. There's been over one point, there's been over 1.6 million lost in transactions or in hard storage, cold storage. Everybody's going to fight for these 21 million. And I think you're just going to see the price of Bitcoin. You know, Michael Saylor might be right. And maybe it does go to a million dollars, you know, to, to, I think he said 5 million. I don't know if it'll go that high, but I'll tell you what, people are laughing at him right now, but let's, I wish we could just fast forward 10 years from now. And see what the price of Bitcoin is. I have a feeling he's going to get the last lap. And I'm so glad we have an opportunity to be buying in at prices lower than him. It's nothing better than doing what billionaires do and doing it at a lower price. <laughs> That's like a gift. And you know what's funny, Johnny, is that everybody who was talking about accumulating Bitcoins just six months ago when this thing was sixty, seventy thousand dollars well, they've not only left the market, they've gone completely silent. And that's what, that's yeah. what drives me nuts is that people are telling you to buy assets during a bull run. We never told anyone on our channel to be accumulating assets during a bull run. I know that we didn't have good morning crypto at the time, but just to resonate with what Coach JV says, it's about learning the actual utility of each project, understanding the problem it solves, and then just playing the waiting game. Because yes. it's you can use XRP as an example. Once banks start to adopt this currency for cross-border payments, anyone who's not using this technology, well, they're at a massive disadvantage and people are going to move away from them and into these projects that are taking advantage of this technology. Gonzo, do you have any closing comments here? Yeah, you know, you just bring up a good point, and I think we just tend to forget it all the time. And it's that it's the academy, right? It's the fact that uh, I I feel like before I even like before we even get people to start kind of investing because we we were waiting for this bear market, is they were like Johnny says all the time, we were getting their mind right, right? And and you have to understand how the game is played. You have to understand this whole market is run by emotion, right? That's why we get the price volatility because um, it, it's all emotion, right? And right now when we're going to this bear market, a lot of the retail has left because um, they're scared, right? They're in fear, um, they're going towards safer assets, but now is the time, right? For me, no financial advice, but this is the time that I wanna invest, right? Um, no one can argue, we don't know where the bottom of, of BTC is gonna be, but no one can argue that below 20K is, is a good time to start DCA, not putting all your money in, but anywhere between, because we're going, we know we're going to end up somewhere between below 20K and I think 10, right? So when, if you're a believer in Bitcoin and what can solve in the future and you understand where it's going to go in the future, then it really won't matter whether you got it at 17, 18, right? Or 14, right? If you really believe it's going to 100K, right? Because if you look, this is when the institution's when the smart money invests. So everybody has to make a decision for themselves. So, so thankful for the Academy um, because it it really focuses on getting your mind right. And then, you know, an investment strategy and an exit plan, which you need those. Johnny, I feel like it's fitting that you should comment there because in a conversation we had last night, you literally said the same thing to me privately. So I'd love to hear your thoughts here. Was that me? What the hell did I say? I don't remember what I said yesterday, but I can No, Gon- what Gonzo said, I can remind you. What Gonzo said is that when you take a long-term time frame and you look at these oh. assets, Bitcoin's going to be over 100,000. A lot of these things are going to be 10, 20, 100x from where they are today. 
you were reminding me if I zoom out long enough and I'm patient enough, that's yes. the game we're playing. And that's yeah. what Gonzo just said. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just to build on Gonzo's point, what I learned in this market, what I saw in this past year and a half, is that we saw there were people like us who had long-term investment strategies, and we're here for the long run. That's why I sleep good at night. You all sleep good at night. My account's down. I'm, I'm down, you know, 30 40% right now. I'm not worried. I'm not panicked. I would be if I wasn't part of the academy and I didn't know the game. I didn't have you guys to talk to and all of us to learn off of each other and to be able to see what's going on. But what I realized was a good chunk of people that came into this market came here literally for a get quick rich scheme. They just thought, you know, because they saw the euphoric pumps, they heard people getting rich. And a lot of people, I hate to say it, and there's probably some in the chat that are here just to get rich quick. And I hate to tell you guys, you're in the wrong place. This is not a get rich quick market. There are opportunities to get rich quick if you know what you're doing or if you get lucky. But most of you are not going to get lucky. You're going to miss it and you're going to end up selling. It's why it's so important to have an exit strategy. Go to getmerlincrypto.com. There's a free 30-day trial notice coming out. We can show the link. It's the links below as well. But go there. Check it out. Have an exit plan so that you guys know that the next time we get that euphoric bump, a year or two years from now, you're not looking at yourself going, what the hell just happened when you watch your account go up and go down? Um, but if you're here to get rich quick, like Coach says, just go buy a lottery ticket. you got a better shot. Actually, your best shot is go to the casino, put it on red or black. you got a 48% because of the greens. you got a 48% chance of winning. It's probably your highest odds ever in a, in a casino. 100%, Johnny. And what I think is happening right now is we're moving into a brand new transition where we're going into digital assets, but also these things are extremely undervalued because of the macroeconomic situation we're in today. So when we look at what we're going through here, if you're patient enough, you have a four-year, a five-year time horizon, which is nothing. People spend their entire lives in a job. They retire at 65 to wait for that personal freedom. We're telling you, if you have the patience to wait five or seven years, it's basically a guarantee. If you pick the right assets, there's going to be winners that create generational wealth in this market. I want to let the Node Defender close it out here. We're talking about a long-term time frame, and you've been in this market since 2017. What are some of the things that you've learned over the past six years in crypto? Yeah, the, the most important thing that I've learned is that when you, it's so important, and I made a, a TikTok about this the, uh, last week, it's, a, it's so important for you to realize what cycle you are in and uh, adjust your mentality according to the cycle that you're in. So what I mean is right now we're in a fear cycle. So your mentality as an investor should be to accumulate during a fear cycle. Obviously, DCA, regardless regardless of the price, you know, try to DCA whenever prices are going down. That's that's the mentality. When we are in a cycle like like we experienced last year, where it's it it's 100% a greed cycle. We see euphoria. We see people talk about crypto everywhere. We see crypto being promoted everywhere. That's clearly a greed cycle. So you need to adjust your investment mentality to sell. I know that it gets really hard. I know that right now it feels super uncomfortable, super hard to be buying because you just keep seeing the the, the prices go down and down and you're looking at your total portfolio and you're seeing it decrease rather than increase. And then the same thing is going to happen when you're in a greed cycle. It's going to feel super uncomfortable because you're going to think that we're going to continue going up higher. But as we saw last year, a lot of people, again, I should have, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have took profits at the top. So that that's the message that I, the, the most important thing that I've learned for myself and that's the message that I want to pass across is just adjust your mentality according to the cycle that you're living. So if you're in a fear cycle right now, buy. If you're in a greed cycle, sell. Don't try to time the bottom. Don't try to time the top. Just take profits so, so that you can impact your life in the way that you uh, that you like to.
Johnny Crypto, we know that you developed an application specifically to execute an exit strategy. So maybe you can talk about why it's so important. A lot of people enter this market and they say, well, if Bitcoin's going to be a million dollars, why would I ever sell until we get to that point? Because the road, it's it's a rocky road, right? We're going to go up to 75,000. We're going to come to 20,000. We're going to go to 150,000. We're going to come back to $60,000. So taking advantage of that process and understanding that these markets don't just go up in a straight line, well, you can use that to advantage by using an exit strategy. I'd love to hear you talk about that, Johnny. Abs, you're so right. So here's the thing. Nothing ever goes straight up. Amazon's at what, $3,200? I don't know what it is today, but it was around three grand, right? When I bought Amazon, it was $17. Now, it didn't go from 17 to 32. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. I'd be a billionaire and I'd be retired, right? What it does with the 17, 17 went to 27, pulled back to 10, then it goes up, down, boom, 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 right? And so there's two ways. You could you could just sit and be patient and be Warren Buffett and never sell ever, right? And 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 you'll make what you're gonna make, and that's cool. Or you could quadruple and really put your 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 earnings or gains on steroids by taking advantage of some of these tops and buying back in as they kind of pull back a bit. And so what we did with Merlin in the app was first of all, we want to give people peace of mind, right? We want to bring all the coins together in one spot so you know where they are. Two, you can actually see the total portfolio value. If you, I got all my coins on four different exchanges. I don't want to go check all four. It's a pain in the ass. Bringing them all on one is awesome. I can see everything in one shot. Two, I don't want to have to track 40 fucking co- freaking coins. There's too many coins to see which one's going up, which one's... I'll tell you what, I was so nervous and anxious during the bear bull market, during the bull market. Because when stuff's popping, I'm like, oh my God, what's going up? Where's it going? I can't, I got to check this exchange. Gotta get... We don't want that. We want simplicity in our lives, right? I want to be able to sleep good at night and know that my app is taking care of everything. And that's why we created the app to be able to kind of track when things are going up. If it hits an exit strategy, I get a notification telling me to sell. That kind of a thing. Shelly, shout out to my girl, Shelly. What's up, girl? Um, love me some Shelly. I learned I learned something interesting about Shelly. I can't say it on the air. I don't know, but but I was really, really interested. Then don't. Then please don't. No, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. It was just about her name, but anyway. Um, I'm just teasing you, Johnny. But it is so much. Somebody actually asked you, Johnny, what is the name of the application you're talking about, and where can they get access to something oh, like that? Thank you, Louise. So the name is called Merlin. Um, and you can get it at uh, go to Twitter right there. So at just type go to Twitter and type in at get Merlin Crypto as Mario showing up on the screen there. You'll go to our Twitter page. And then the, I think the very top one that we have posted is a link. You click on that link and that'll bring you to a sign up page. Put your email address in there. You're going to then get an email telling you to approve it. So you have to go and check your spam box, approve it. And then you'll, you'll get added to the wait list or what we call the white list. When we launch it this, this uh, fall, probably in this uh, September time frame. You'll get a notification. You'll be on the list. You'll get it. You'll get free 30-day trial. Try it out. Let us know what you think. We want your feedback. Um, and then, obviously, if you, you see value in it, you know, it's a small monthly fee to keep it going. It also gives you access to Coach JV's exit strategy so you can see all his coins and what he's going to have for his exit plan. It will also help you make your own exit plan if you don't want to use his. So it's really, really cool. And it's just going to give peace of mind for people and really help them to not have to worry anymore. When these things are going up, you'll just get a notification saying, hey, hit your target, time to sell, and you can go and sell it, and you don't have to worry. And I'll tell you a story later on why I did it, because Mario saved my ass with mana. If it was, Mario was my Merlin app for one day. He told me, hey, Johnny, look at the price of mana. I was in the store. I looked at my phone, and it was $5. I'm like, holy shit. If he didn't tell me, by the time I got home a half hour later, mana was down to like 3 bucks. I literally sold it in the store when he told me. I would have lost almost $2 in value if it wasn't for Mario. So and if you're for- wondering why Mario got to spend the weekend at the lake house, now you know. 
And for everyone wondering, I am available for a subscription. If you, so if you want to subscribe <laughs> to the Mario exit targets, just uh, go on my Twitter. No, I'm joking. I don't have an exit subscription. I but... love you, Mario. Yeah. That's awesome, Dude, Mario. You know, one of the best things that I love about the app that, that it will do is knowing what your average entry price is. Because I think yes. that's really, really important, right? Because we all get in at different times and you always get that question of, well, when do I sell? When do I sell? Well, in order to know when to sell, you have to know what your average entry price is. Because some of you might have gotten in higher, right? Some of you might have been buying XRP last year. And so as you buy XRP this year, it drops that average entry price, right? Like when I bought my first Atom, it was at $27, right? I've been continuously buying Atom. And now my entry price, I think I've got it down to like $11, something like that. And once I go sub 10, I'll probably slow down and I'll switch over to Link because I've been buying Link too. But it gives you an idea to know what your entry price is and then now you can calculate an exit price because you can see how much profits you want to pull and you can sell. And, and the app does that for you. You don't have to do the math yourself, but you always have to know what your entry price is, right? So that you know you what go. your exit price has to be. And I think so, it's yeah. important to know the difference between a coin that you're going to hodl and a coin that you're trading. Because for me yes. personally, I do have a hodl bucket, but I also trade within this market. And one of the coins that I was trading a ton at the beginning of this year was AVAX and Polkadot literally just using them for short-term trades. If I see a quick drop and I know it's going to recover to a certain level, I'll execute that trade, make a quick $400 and then leave the market. I'm not going to sit and hold every single one of these currencies because we're going through a bear market right now. And the reality is that right now, the best thing you can own is US dollars to purchase these assets at a massive discount. We get 180 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are here on the 4th of July. It is America's Day, and we're going to bring you some American content here as we are criticizing the SEC for the way that they've attacked the crypto industry. And John Deaton is doing the exact same thing here. We're going to let this clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go. There's no clear lanes, but they do this deliberately. You think they, they deliberately leave these gray areas? Oh, absolutely. Because if you provide guidelines, what do entrepreneurs and companies do, Charles? They meet those guidelines. When you keep it uncertain, it gives you options for him to continue to engage in regulation by uh, enforcement, right? right? That's how he's doing it. I went on record to say that, to predict that he's going to sue an exchange or two by the end of this year and claim that they're selling unregistered securities other than Bitcoin, but he won't tell you which ones are securities. Right, right. You know, that's the problem, right? That is the problem. When you make the game and there's no rules, well, then anything can be a rule, right? If we showed up to a court and I said, hey guys, we're about to play a game where I get to create the rules and I'm not going to tell you what they are, well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to win that game, Johnny Crypto. I'd love to hear your thoughts before we kick it to Gonzo. Yeah, I I'm first wondering, did, did I just say that XRP boned Crow? Because Crow is definitely in the tank. But I love me some Crow. I've been buying it weekly. Um, but you know what? John Deaton, he's so spot on. This actually reminds me, Gensler reminds me of an athlete that is way past his career. His career is over, right? And he doesn't know when to let go. He doesn't know it's time to hang it up. He's holding on. To all that he's trying to hold on to all this power over the market, right? And he's trying to say, hey, let's not regulate this thing because then I can go after anybody. He has full auto autonomy and power. But if it's regulated, now his 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 uh his Paulines are clipped, right? Now he can only do so much. He can he's limited. So it's so funny. Like this guy just doesn't want to throw in the towel and realize like it's over, Gary. Gary, let it go. The CFTC is gonna take over. Yes, you're going to be partly involved, but just kind of just let let things happen and play your role once we know what your role is, rather than trying to grasp strings here and hang on to all this power and go after anybody and anybody. But I do believe this, Abs, the, the one that he's going to go after 
Now, I have no crystal ball, so I'm just guessing. And I mean, two years later, you guys will say, oh, Johnny, you're wrong. I might be. But I think if it, it, my gut tells me he's going to go after Coinbase, and here's why. Who owns Coinbase right now? Coinbase basically was, was put out there. All the big boys and elites bought it at two, three, four dollars. They did an IPO. They launched this own bitch. It went up to three hundred and fifty-seven dollars peak. They all dumped on on you poor retailers who bought it. And now you're sitting there holding it at three fifty-seven. It's at forty bucks right now. And then they're gonna go after and drive the thing down to zero. You know why they don't care? The buddies don't own it no more. They're out of it. Nobody who who none of the elites own Coinbase right now. They dumped it on all of you poor sheep that bought it at those prices. So why not just finish it off and completely kill it? Right. And so I think per and it's one of the largest ones. So if you're Gary, you want to set an example, which one do you go after? In my opinion, I think he goes after Coinbase. He takes it down. That brings us to the bottom. We see 12,000 Bitcoin and then it flips and we go the other way. And it's beautiful, beautiful times after that. So we need that last bit of bad news to come out. And I think that's what Kevin O'Leary was hinting at. I could be wrong, but we'll find out six months from now. Yes, Gonzo. I think Gonzo froze, guys. Sorry. I'm not sure. We may be having some technical difficulties here. We're going to continue on to our next article while we get Gonzo back on the stream because this is a massive article as USDC's transparency stack was upgraded by Circle. Why this is going to be crucial for stablecoins? Well, we're going to break that down right here. One of the most important things that everyone's been talking about is what are these assets backed by? And right now we're in the process of finding out. USDC has been the most stable stablecoin to ever exist with a standard deviation below 0.003% in the last two years. USDC is fully audited and a tested stablecoin, and it's also 100% compliant with the OFAC rules. So the token is currently supported by 180 exchanges and integrated into 30-plus various protocols all around the world, and its reserves consist of short-dated U.S. treasuries. That consists of about 80%, and cash makes up about 20% of their reserves this is very exciting for me because over the last year, Circle has redeemed $108 billion for USDC following consumers' requests. They've been able to sustain themselves even during this crazy time. And people always talk about a stablecoin collapsing. Well, one of the most confident projects that I am, sorry, one of the projects that I am most confident in in this market is USDC for this very reason. Not only are they the most transparent stablecoin, but Fidelity and BlackRock gave them a $400 million check over the last few months. And that's what we're looking at here, Johnny. I'd love to hear your comments. Do you trust USDC as opposed to Tether? And if there's any stablecoin that's going to collapse, why do you think USDC may be one of the safest options in the market? Well, you know, it's funny. You know me. I, I, I think different than most people. So I actually believe, do we have Gonzo back or is he frozen or he's just sitting extremely? Wow. You're like a statue. I'm impressed. Um, <laughs> you know, I, you guys aren't going to agree with me probably, but that's okay. You don't have to. I actually believe that USDC is the one they're going to crash if they're going to crash one. And here's why. Because we know how the elites play the game. They are not going to make you, they're not going to tell you which one is going to crash. And they've been telling you Tether. They didn't tell us USDT was going to crash. USD was going to crash. They crashed it. They didn't tell you Celsius was going to crash. They crashed it, right? So they don't tell you. They just, they ripped the, they ripped the floor out from underneath you. They're telling us here, hey, USDC is great. Look, it's audited. Hey, it's got 8% this, 20% that. Everybody get on the carpet. When you're on the carpet, boom, they pull that son bitch out from underneath you. So it would not surprise me if USDC was the one that they crashed, if they're going to crash anymore. Maybe they're not going to. They might be done because they already crashed UST, and they already put regulation in place, or they're working on it for that. 
Um, personally, I believe in USDC. I have my money in USDC and not in Tether because I was worried about it. But frankly, I don't know which way they're going to go. All I do know is you know how it works. When they make you feel good about something, <laughs> there's a reason why. And when they, you know, and when they scare you out of something, there's a reason why. It's just you always do the opposite. So, so abs, I take all these things with a grain of salt. I would love to see a third-party audit of this USDC, and I'd love to see it show the numbers they said, and then I'd feel a lot better about it. Because if those numbers are real, you know, short-term 30-year treasury bonds and 20% cash, then yeah, then it's really, really then it sounds like a very, very stable, no pun intended there, uh, coin to be in. Thank you, Johnny. And one of the things that we're looking for is who's investing in these projects and who's controlling things behind the scenes. BlackRock and Fidelity, will they control this project right here? And that's not even up for debate. Gonzo, I see you're back on the live stream. Welcome back in. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this article. Yeah, you know, let me just back up for a second because I know I cut off about the previous SEC article. I actually saw an interview with Bill Hinman where he actually admitted that. He admitted that they are vague for a reason because the interviewer had asked him, um, like, why don't you guys get specific? Why don't you give them the answers that they want? And his answer was, is that they stay vague on purpose because they feel that if they, if they make rules, people will find a way to skirt around the rule, right? And so they keep it vague. So it was kind of a, a, a BS answer, but th they did admit that they keep it vague on purpose. But that's how you end up regulating uh, by enforcement, and that's not the way to do things, right? Um, as far as the USDC thing, um, I, I think they're playing the transparency game, right? With all the FUD that's surrounding Tether and what's, what happened with UST, and now, like last week, um, we knew that Three Arrows Capital was going to go bankrupt, but they filed officially in the Bahamas to go, you know, for bankruptcy. Um, and that contagion that they caused, that the UST thing caused, and these guys being over leveraged, um, you know, if USDT wants to stay number one, they're going to have to audit themselves. They're going to have to be more transparent because a lot of people right now are scared about how far this contagion with UST really goes. And um, unless you can show that it didn't affect you and that you weren't over leveraged, people are going to assume, right? Like, sell, like you see what happened in Celsius, Voyager, and those platforms, I think we're going to see more. But like Johnny was saying, like USDC is the chosen one, right? For who it's backed. Um, and, and so for now, if you're going to keep something in stable coins, that's what I would do. That's what I'm doing. Exactly. And that's why I feel most comfortable talking about USDC as a, as a currency that may be able to hold its value over these next few weeks, sorry, next few years. And one of the things that I'm looking at right now is how USDT has the option to not share their reserves. How do we even exist in an environment where that's an option, right? So I think over the next few years, they're going to roll out rules and guidelines that make it not optional to not show what you're backing your currency by. Mario, I'd love to hear from you. And we have 195 live listeners out there on this beautiful 4th of July. We will be lighting off fireworks at the end of this episode. So show us some love and smash that like button. But let's hear from the Node Defender here. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Abs. Definitely for me, I'm trusting USDC more than I'm trusting USDT. But I can't help but agree with Johnny K as well that I, I know that it, when, when they make something super obvious and they keep telling you that, oh, this, this one's not trustworthy, this one's not trustworthy, this is trustworthy, then they could be preparing you for a rug. So I, it does make me think as well. And just to give people a perspective, you can keep your, you can, instead of having your, your, uh, whatever you want to call it, if you're, if you have your money on an exchange, instead of keeping your USDC or USDT, you can keep it in USD. Like most exchanges, like your Coinbase actually has a USD account. Your Crypto.com actually has a USD account. Not that right now is a very trustworthy time for keeping your things in an exchange as well. A lot of people are concerned about that. 
um, you know, withdrawals being being suspended or, or frozen. That's a concern that's that's happening right now. So you do have to weigh that option, too. Maybe the best option is just to send money back into your bank account. Um, you have to see what, what makes more sense for you. But, yep, uh, USDC is still my preferred way of, of keeping as, uh, as far as stablecoin, too. And one thing that's clear is this market has to evolve. We're in a, we're in an environment right now where people like us, I feel like we're at a massive disadvantage, not even knowing what stable coins are going to be safe and sustainable in this market. But I do want to continue. We actually have tons of XRP content for you guys today. And the first thing we're going to bring up is that Jed McCaleb is down to 50 million XRP. It's anticipated he's going to be totally dry, totally out of XRP for the first time since 2013. That could be happening in the next two weeks, Johnny Crypto. I'd love to hear from you. What do you think this could mean for the market going forward? Is this going to reduce the amount of liquidity that's being dumped on retail, or is this really going to have no impact? Um, that's a good question here in terms, you know, in terms of Jed stuff, I mean, Jed's been dumping now on retail for, you know, what did he start out with? 8 billion coins. And he nine, 9.5 billion XRP is what they gave him. So my man dumped 9.5 billion, you know, so it's in, and he obviously was dumping some of this. I, since I got in it, I've been hearing this story in Taco Stand where he keeps all his coins, you know, tracking his coins. And he's been dumping and dumping. He's dumped when it was $1, when it was $2, and now it's $0.30. So he's dumping along the way. Um, you know, it's a lot. It is a lot. But but when you talk about $40 million, that's not as critical as, let's say, you know, and, and I believe he, he can only sell them in, like, certain types of number of sizes in certain amounts of times. It's allotted. I know it's in his contract where he can't dump them all at once. It has to be on a set schedule and timing. So I think they've done it to the point where it can't really, for that purpose, crash the price down to, let's say, zero. Right? I don't think we're going to see that, if that's what you're asking. Um, and the reality is I think XRP is pretty damn close to its bottom. We're not that far away. So I, I don't think it's going to have a big impact, in my opinion, apps. And I'm getting more and more excited. The more I take time to study these blockchains and what's going on in the background, XRP specifically, it's going to be one of the most prominent currencies carried by banks and institutions. And anyone who's willing to do the research, well, it's out there to find out. But Gonzo, I want to hear from you here. Yeah, you know, what? I've said this before. I'll just be happy for it to be done with. Um, as far as like, I think he's selling it off the open market. Johnny's right. I, I think he's he has very strict parameters on what he can dump. And I think they did that so they could control the sell pressure right um to not add extra um so we'll see how it was that a firework uh, i told you we'd be lighting fireworks off today <laughs> yeah. I, I actually have a fireworks that we can play at the end i just sorry about that i didn't mean to hit it <laughs> no, no, okay. no it's nice uh so we'll we'll see how it uh you know how it affects the price i think you're right i think you know we're at a pretty you know xrp is already highly suppressed and and i think that you know when we talk about btc getting to a generational bottom I think for for XRP, that'll translate into going into the low 20s, right? I think that the bottom 22 cents, maybe 20 cents for XRP, because it's already highly suppressed. So when when other alts get affected and they pull back a lot more, XRP doesn't have that. Uh, it doesn't have that effect on XRP because it's already highly suppressed. So it moves a little bit less. So uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I do want to say this as far as price action. I think I think it will end up just being more of a psychology thing. Uh, you know, I don't think it will actually create. If it creates anything in the price action, it might just be a psychology thing where people like now know that he's no longer dumping his XRP, so they may go out and spec in in speculation and buy some XRP. We could potentially see 
leading to the last sale of his XRP, maybe a, a little pump and then a dump, which, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news type of thing. But I don't think we'll get any major price action until that lawsuit with Ripple gets gets some uh, some relevant uh, news come out of it, like like a settlement or or a, or a win for Ripple. Because again, I'm going to say it again: I don't think Ripple's going to lose. 100% Mario. And I want to show our listeners something very, very cool that we have for you guys. Today is the 4th of July. So we did something very special and we had a 50% sale on all of our merchandise today. We already sold out of our Diamond Hands hat, but these Diamond Hands sweatshirts, I got one. The whole team's got one. Gonzo is rocking it right now. These things are only $29. They're very high quality and these designs, they're top of the line. We're going to continue to bring you guys great products. And I really think this is another example of that creating this brand. It's been so exciting and we're just getting started. To, so to be able to buy some of this Diamond Hands gear, well, in four or five years, that may be looked at as an OG investment in the 3T Warrior Academy. We appreciate every single one of you. And I wouldn't bring you this stuff if I didn't think it was very cool myself. I do own this gear. I think it's amazing. And I think everyone should take advantage of this opportunity. We're going to continue with our articles for today because we have more XRP content. Johnny Crypto, I'm going to be going to you first because you went famous on TikTok due to this content right here, but Columbia is integrating Ripple XRP for the land registry. Columbia deployed a digital land registry system running on Ripple's XRPL blockchain. It integrated a digital asset land registry system built using Ripple XRPL into its national land agency. This solution will allow digital assets to be registered on the XRPL blockchain. It's estimated that the system is capable of registering more than 100,000 contracts in the near future, and the uploaded assets will be authenticated through a QR code. Columbia has been leading the way on crypto innovation, and this is another example of that, but XRP is only continuing to build more and more use cases for their ledger. This is another example of that. It's not going to be groundbreaking. It's not going to be billions or trillions in liquidity flooding in, but it is interesting to see this new use case. Johnny Crypto, what did this say to you? That's exactly what I want to be seeing. When you're trying to get a technology launched out there you you want to be growing its use case doesn't matter what it's for at the end of the day and this is why obviously this is going to be another opportunity for for the xrp ledger to be used which shows it's proof it's 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 validation in a new technology and we're in that stage right now where, where it needs to be validated right it's early so what other countries will see them oh hey columbia is using it for this hey let's us use it too and then let's us, and it just gets to spread like wild wildfire right so it's so important that you start to get validations like that in these technologies for the XRP Ripple uh, ledger. Also, the other thing, if you own, it's another reason why you want to actually own Ripple itself too, because this is Ripple's product. So you know, you, you, if you own the, the cryptocurrency, you may benefit on that end. But if you own Ripple, the company, you also benefit on these countries and uh, on these companies that are using uh, Ripple's technology. So again, if you're an accredited investor right now, you can actually go to go to uh, link to, and you can buy Ripple shares. I did it. I bought some Ripple shares. So you can actually own Ripple, the company, which is different than XRP, the cryptocurrency that is used by Ripple's XRP ledger. So make sure, guys, you don't confuse it. They're two different things. XRP and Ripple are not the same. They're two different things. And that's why XRP is not a security because it doesn't represent the company. If you want to make money in the company, you have to own the Ripple shares. So I love this abs. I love what Brad is doing. I love XRP and I love Ripple and I own both. Johnny, I think you should be an attorney for the Ripple team because they could use some of that honestly common sense information right there. But Brad Garlinghouse was commenting and he said that days like today during crypto winters when everything's pulling back 80, 90% 
Well, days like today, they're never what you hope to see, but someone who's experienced several downturns in the crypto market, he was adamant that this too shall pass. And if you look around at what Ripple's doing in the background, they expanded in Canada. They bought a new building in San Francisco. They just went live in the UAE for cross-border payments. And now we're having more use cases built in Colombia. Gonzo, what sticks out to you here, man? Um, you know, just like Johnny said, it, it, it's another use case. So it makes me, you know, bullish on Ripple and, and, and XRP. Um, I, I think those are very wise words when he says this too shall pass. And, and that's something that you could apply to everything in life, right? Not just the bear market, right? If you're on a bull run and you're at all time high, this too shall pass, right? You're having the best day of your life. You're spending time with your family. This too shall pass, right? So it's a good way to look at, at life. Um, I'm going to take it from a different aspect of like Colombia, because I think there's something to be said about smaller countries. And when it comes to like the macro of like monetary theory, we see this a lot with smaller countries where they're able to be, they're, they're able to be more experimental and be able to pivot faster. And, and like Johnny was saying, they end up being the test case, right? I think that Colombia as a country is more evolved crypto wise than we are, right? Um, they have a ton of Bitcoin machines of the ATMs machines, like the article says, they have, um, they're authorized, their lawmakers have authorized their banks to actually work with exchanges in partnerships, right? Uh, we don't have that here. Um, and then the other thing that I know you guys are going to love because you guys love it when XRP Jenna and when Jackie's on the show is that in Colombia, um, a high percentage of females are involved in crypto and investing in crypto more than males. So I knew you guys would love that because you guys love it when we talk about, you know, strong females. And that's what Johnny Crypto always talks about. Johnny's been in tech since I've got. They're smarter than us, right? Like yeah. girls are always <laughs> smarter than us. No, Johnny brings this up all the time. He says, whenever you get technology and innovation, typically those are male dominated markets for some reason. 80% of the employees in the tech industry are male employees. So I do think we're going to see more and more women getting involved in this industry because of all the unique opportunities it presents. But we have another XRP update for you guys. Somebody said XRP is a scam. Well, here's a reason why it's not. The National Bank of Abu Dhabi is the first Middle Eastern bank to use Ripple XRP for cross-border payments going forward. The node defender, I'd love to hear from you here. More and more use cases being built on the XRPL, and now XRP is being used to transfer money cross-border. What does it say to you, my man? Yeah, I've, I'm actually, I, I've, I've said it um, on the show before. I'm really excited for all the development that's happening with the XRPL. I think that there's there's a really exciting time coming for the people, for the investors and, and the people that like and believe in the XRPL. With the introduction of the XLS, now they're calling it the XLX XLS 30D. Um, I haven't really this. I haven't really researched that too much. I don't know why it's gone from the 20D over the 30D. Maybe Gonzo knows, but um, but I think that that's just one of the developments that's making things very exciting. Um, Ripple continues to create new partnerships. They continue to expand. You know, with the office in 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 Canada. Again, I look at that as just an expansion. They did sign, let's not forget, they did sign a new lease for or, or a lease for a new building, a new headquarters over in, in California. So I don't think they're planning to leave the country. They're just expanding their, their, their operations outside of the country. And they're just not showing any slowing down with, with this SEC thing. So XRPL, super excited about XRPL. XRP is not a scam. Gonzo, I'd love to hear from you. Please fill our listeners in and add to what Mario said because he said so many amazing things there. Yeah, you know, um, I, I have to do a little bit more research, but I think it has something to do with the Xbox 30D is just because the, the reason why, um, because they keep voting, right? Developers keep voting is because they're getting bugs out and they keep adding stuff. So it probably has something to do with that, with like the upgrades that are coming. Um, 
there's a reason why Collecti, right, uh, that Selman is the CEO of, moved from uh, Ethereum blockchain to the XRPLL, right? Because they saw the opportunity. There's a reason why Coach JD released, is going to release his NFT project on the XRPL, right? Because we can see the future, right? We're all heavily invested in XRP. And, and this is just showing the use case and this is just expanding. We are so, so early in the XRPL, right? Because like I said, that XLS30D now is the, their version of the smart contract, right? That makes it upgradable, burnable, NFTs, all the different things. And like Mario said, there are things that are going to be invested that we don't even know about yet. That is just going to be super bullish and that's going to bring up the platform. And so, yeah, just super excited. 100%. And if you guys are enjoying this content, show us some love and smash that like button. We are going to continue being the most relevant and impactful crypto team on the planet. And this journey is just getting started, but we're going to continue with our articles for today. <clears throat> Excuse me. As Mad Money Jim. Abs, abs, hold on. Before you move on, I, I got to address the comment here. Give me, give me the floor for a second. So, um, this guy, you know, one of the things I love about our show is I, I love engaging with, uh, with the audience, right? And that's really cool. And so, we're going to call you out on good things and bad things. So, like, ride or die, if you're going to come out and you're going to say XRP is the biggest scam, dude, you got to at least put in the comments why you believe it's a scam. It's very easy to sit behind a keyboard and just type anything, right, bro? But if it's a scam, tell us why you think it's a scam. It's totally cool for you to have your own opinion and tell us why you think that. But don't just come out here and say it's a scam. Put some meat behind the potatoes and tell us why it's a scam. I'd love to hear that. Um, we just taught you exactly why we don't believe it's a scam. There are true real-world solves behind it. To come out here and say it's a scam just makes you look like you're, you're, not, you're uneducated and you're not doing your homework. The reality is it's a real-world solve. You're seeing countries... And companies use its technology for cross-border payments, for land documentation. I mean, come on, dude. How is that a scam when it's really solving real-world problems, bro? So come out here. You can have the, you can have your opinion, but tell us why it's a scam. Love 100%. And John King actually just gave us an update that James Rule made a video about Ripple signing a lease for a headquarters in Miami, Florida. So we continue to see them expand, not only within the United States, but all around the world. And that's what really catches my attention. And Johnny... I think you're spot on. It's all love with that rider. I, I didn't see his name. It, it really is all love, and we appreciate you being here. We actually we love, love to hear contrary ideas. Me and Johnny, yeah. we battle every day behind the scenes talking about the opposite ends of these things. So it's really yeah. fun to have those open conversations. And if you can convince me that Ripple's a scam, very open-minded, very open to that conversation. I'd love to have that discussion. Gonzo, do you want to close us out here? Yeah, you know, I, I get this all the time. You guys call me an ETH lover, right? Uh, but I back up why I love ETH, right? The merge and, and all the things that I talk about. But yeah, we're definitely open to other ideas. But, you know, give us some facts, right? The, the good thing about our community is that we're always open-minded and that we're not married to a certain blockchain or crypto, right? Uh, we're able to pivot, right? That's why, um, you know, I have a diver diversified um, portfolio that's in layer one, layer twos, right? Metaverse and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm always like paying attention, keeping it on my open mind things. So definitely like if you have some information, share it. A hundred percent. And we love having these discussions about which blockchain is going to be the most useful because honestly, we have no bias in that we're just here trying to profit off this innovation, trying to share this information with our community so we can all come up together during this extremely unique time in financial history. And we have an article from Jim Cramer's Mad Money says the crypto emulsion shows the Fed's job to tame inflation. Well, that's almost complete. He said that the Federal Reserve needed to take down cryptocurrency in order to combat inflation, and crypto doesn't hedge you against anything at all. It's the last bastion of rampant speculation, and the Federal Reserve is trying to wipe out crypto in order to tame inflation. 
This is one of the front in war on, on inflation, and it's been an outstanding victory for the Federal Reserve and its battle against financial speculation. The Fed's job is almost complete, but they don't seem to know it yet, and he even cautioned crypto investors about using lenders that offer outrageous returns. He said, I know miserable stock owners love company, but this crypto decline, well, it's the mother of all miseries, and I think it's a fitting quota to a horrendous quarter. Cryptocurrencies of all kinds are still cascading, and there's no real bottom in sight, said Jim Cramer. But he also stated that the bottom of Bitcoin might be around $12,000. The Federal Reserve's job right now is to get unemployment as high as possible in order to combat inflation. And we're only going to see more and more of that going forward. I do disagree with what Jim Cramer says. That is the Federal Reserve's job to attack cryptocurrencies. I don't think that's the role. And I don't think you need to attack this market. I think you need to guide it in the right direction so we get the correct players succeeding. And we're going to see more and more of that going forward. Gonzo, why don't we start with you? What does this article say to you? Well, you know, first of all, the Fed's job, really, if you look at it, is to control unemployment and like uh, some monetary policy. There's another one. I forgot what it's called, but it's it's evading me. But it has to do with unemployment and the other one has to do with monetary policy. Um, it's not some of the things that have been dumped on it. And the other thing is all I need to say or all you need to look at is that he's giving the Fed props, right? These guys were asleep at the wheel, right? If they really wanted to curb inflation, they should have reacted like nine months ago when we were all talking about it, right? So now these guys have to slam on the brakes and, and jack up the basis points. And again, it's like disingenuine. I feel like he's trying to act like that crypto's, it's crypto's fault that we have inflation, right? And, and it's not. It's just not. And then just like some of the articles, what it talks about, um, this isn't specific to um to crypto, this has happened in the regular financial world at different times, right? It was the banks with all their bad loans in 2008, right? Um, there's been a lot of different things that have happened with money markets and all that stuff where these guys got over leveraged and we're just experiencing that. But to blame inflation on crypto is kind of BS or giving the Fed props. That's all you need to see right there is that he's giving the Fed props. That's all I got to say about that. I love what Mentelect had to say. He says that what Grim Kramer's words tell me is that, well, he's buying crypto right now. And I feel the same way. Jim Kramer was somebody who was publicly buying cryptocurrency in October of 2021. During the most parabolic stage of this market, Jim Kramer was purchasing. He doesn't know any more than us. I really believe that. I think that he's one of these players. He got famous in the 90s. He knows a lot of rich people. He's in on the insider trading. He's in on the inside, the no but he doesn't really understand the real world utility of cryptocurrencies. He hasn't proven that to me at all. I'd love to hear from Johnny. Oh, well, first of all, he understands it. He understands all this technology extremely well. The thing I'm asking myself is whether he should be number one or number two on the lying snake rat weasel board. Like the FBI has their list. I don't know if he's between him and Gensler. I'm deciding which one is at the top there. I'm going to have to make the board and put him up there, but you can't trust the word that this guy Kramer says. He is there to manipulate you. We know he works for the SEC. I mean, sorry, um, for Wall Street. He came from Goldman Sachs. He told you all the snake weasel things he did when he ran a hedge fund. Go watch his video from 1997 or something. It's still out there on the web. When I saw that video, I was like, wow, this guy really is playing us. And they put him on TV to do the same exact thing. So you don't believe a word he says. You just take his stuff. You change the channel. You roll his shit up. You throw him in a ball and you burn that because it's just garbage. And getting back to uh, to my man, Dot Ripper, uh, whatever his name was in here in the chat, he actually commented back here on why he thinks, uh, ride or die, why he thinks 
uh, Ripple's a scam or SSC, you know, because Jed's selling. Listen, I won't I won't disagree with him that I think there's something shady and Weasley going on with the whole lawsuit and with Jeb being able to sell them all. There's definitely something weird going on there. But I don't think XRP and its technology and Ripple is a scam. Not there. There's a real world solve there. Is there some funny shit happening, shady shit happening in the background? Absolutely, dude. I agree with you totally. There is something weird there. But you got to be able to disconnect. You got to be able to see the technology for what it's worth. And then you got to be able to see the manipulation that the elites do behind us. And that's what's happening there as they're playing on that. But don't let that distract you from the fact that there really is a real world solve. Companies look for cheaper, lower cost solutions. Ripple provides all three for cross-border payments. Don't lose sight of that, my man. To the moon, as they say, Johnny Crypto, to the moon. And of course, if we're going to talk about to the moon, we got to talk about Dogecoin as Uber Eats will now be allowing you to pay for your favorite food with Shiba Inu and Dogecoin. This is more of a fun article, Gonzo, but I'd love to hear your comments. How do you create utility? Well, you create it through mass adoption. The more use cases you have for a currency, the more valuable it's going to be. We're seeing another use case added here. How do you feel about the Dogecoin and Shiba Inu promotion? Yeah, sorry. I was totally distracted laughing. I'll answer the question because Phoenix was saying he loves the counter tend to say like or right. So you have to put in the chat because I can't comment to tell me which one wins out, the right or the like. Um, as far as the article, I should get a t-shirt that says right. Yes, right? you absolutely should. No question about it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, all love, bro. Um, I wish it was something different, right? Like they're trying to create a use case for uh, Shiba Inu and Doge. So good for those communities, uh, but it would be better if it was like XRP or one of the other cryptos. But um, but yeah, but overall for the asset class, um, it's bullish because what we need is people are always arguing this, right? They're saying that there is no use case and you're seeing a use case, whether it's the XRPL with the land stuff or now like some of these stores taking crypto as payment it's all use case and it's all building up the asset class. Yes. Thank you so much, Gonzo and Johnny crypto. I do want to give you the floor. I know you got some special content for our listeners out there and it is a special edition 4th of July episode. That's why I'm repping this tea right here, but we're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics every single day, even on the holidays. And I do want to give a shout out to coach JV. We love you as well. Sending love and high vibrations in your direction, my friend, but Johnny crypto, I got to see this video and I'm sure our listeners will be excited. So the floor is yours, my friend. Uh, let me see. All right. Let me see if I can fire this bad boy up here and uh, we'll stretch that thing out. All right. Can you guys see it? Here we go. Here we go. This is for all you guys. So Johnny Crypto actually spent $14,000 on fireworks this weekend, and that's what you're looking at here. We're going to close this thing out the same way we always do, Johnny Crypto. I want to say thank you to every single one of our special Thank you to the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Johnny Crypto, the Crypto Goliath, and the No Defender this morning. It's always fun being with you guys, and it made my day. Happy 4th of July to all of our beautiful listeners out there. Show us some love, smash that like button, and it's like we always say, Warriors, rise! Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. Let's go. Right? Let's go, right? Yeah, right? Love you guys, right? <laughs> Love you, coach. Love you, Shelly.